You came for criminals and every Pharisee. You came for hypocrites, even one like me. You carried sin and shame, the guilt of every man, the weight of all I've done, nailed into your hands. Oh,
great the chasm that lay between us how high the mountain I could not climb in desperation I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night then through the darkness your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul the work is finished the end is written Jesus Christ my living hope who could imagine so great a mercy what heart could fathom such boundless grace the God of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame the cross has spoken I am forgiven the king of kings calls me his own beautiful savior I'm yours forever Jesus Christ my living
I want to thank you for joining us online today. Uh, today is an Easter that uh, we will never, ever forget. Uh, people are having to celebrate in, in very non-traditional ways. Uh, they're gathered around TVs or laptops or tablets or, or phones. Uh, some are sitting in their cars in church parking lots. Most people have traded in their, uh, their fancy Easter clothes for pajamas. But just because there's empty church buildings all across this country, it doesn't change the fact of what Christ did for us over 2,000 years ago. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible is found in Romans chapter 8. And Paul starts by telling us that there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. He goes on to say that what we couldn't do for ourselves because of our sinful nature that God did. He sent his only son to be fulfillment of the law for us. And he did this by dying on the cross, being buried, and being raised to life. Paul then goes on to write in verse 11 when he says this, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. So you see, the amount of power that it took to bring Jesus out of the grave, it wasn't just a one-time thing. That same power, that same spirit lives in you. And what this means is, is that that means that you just don't have to celebrate Easter. You can actually experience it. God wants it to be more than just a celebration. God intended for the Easter power to come into your life and to bring dead things alive. You see, we all have dead areas in our life. And the resurrection power of Jesus gives you the power to close the gap between the life that you're living right now and the life that you could live. And so many of us have tried to change that and to close that gap on our own. But we can't. But the resurrection power is available to help you close that gap. You see, we believe that life will only be better if you go on a spiritual journey. It can't be something that you just do one hour on Sunday. There's more than what you're experiencing. But only God can help you experience it. There's a spiritual journey that God wants to take you on. And one of our core values is that everyone has a next step. Now, to be honest, I, like many others, we just want to see the end results. We don't want to have to go through a step-by-step -step process. And so as I begin to look at the Easter story, and I asked myself the question, why three days? Why three days? I mean... He could have just resurrected immediately. But why did he wait three days? Well, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21 says this. This is the kind of life you've been invited into. The kind of life Christ lived. He suffered everything that came his way so you would know that it could be done and also know how to do it step by step. You see, Christ modeled it. He modeled this life. And I believe that we can learn something from his death. We can learn something from Friday. 
But we can learn something from Saturday. And we can learn something from Sunday. The first thing I want to talk about is Friday, the day of pain. You see, there's many people right now, you're in pain. You're in a war. And there's three types of pain that Jesus endured. At first, there was physical pain. The accounts tell us that he was beaten and bruised. He was whipped. He suffered and experienced physical pain. And there's some of you right now, you're dealing with physical pain. You're living with it every day of your life. And the thing about physical pain is it it can start to get in your spirit. It can start to, to weigh on you. But Jesus gets it. He experienced it. Uh, the second type of pain was, is emotional pain. The Bible tells us that he was despised and rejected. We know that he grew up in a, a poor family. We know that, that he was born to a, a mother who wasn't even married yet. He was betrayed by those closest to him. His dearest friends, at the moment that he needed them them the most, they bailed on him. So he understands emotional pain. Thirdly, relational pain. He knows what it's like to be a single. He knows what it's like to be tempted as a single. He knows what it's like to have a crazy family. There was a time in in the Bible that that he was inside preaching and his family came and and began to tell the crowd, he's out of his mind. You see, some of you are experiencing those kinds of pain. Some of you are in the Friday of life. There's so many people in the middle of this pandemic that we're in right now, you're feeling pain. And you're trying to figure out what is the lesson? What is is God trying to, to get to? Well, the verse that we have been living by since the beginning of this is Romans chapter 8, verse 28, when it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. You see, God can turn it around. God can take your pain and give purpose to it. And it helps us when we're going through pain. It helps us to understand and to realize that God's going to use it. That God's going to take this pain and to turn it into something with a purpose. We need to realize that that there is no pain that His purpose cannot redeem. So if you're in the Friday of life, I want you to remember... There is purpose in your pain. Secondly, let's talk about Saturday. We're going to call Saturday the day of confusion. And there's many people that right now you're confused. You're waiting. You see, the disciples on that day, they weren't just sitting around saying, well, one more day and it's Easter. I mean, Jesus had told them over and over again, guys, this is what's going to happen. But I'm going to be raised to life. But in that moment, they forgot. They were confused. They were tired of waiting. They went back to their old patterns. You see, there is 
pain and you know that there's a promise, but now you're in the waiting game. And when you're confused and when you want answers, you begin to say, why am I going through this? Why are we having to, to endure this? And you see, sometimes you won't know the answer to that this side of heaven. But there's so many people. It's your why kind of people. Why, why, why? And when we don't immediately get our answer because we're waiting, we begin to doubt. I mean, the disciples started to doubt. I mean, Thomas, he has that word forever stuck with his name. I mean, he was standing right there, and Jesus said, it's me. And Thomas said, I've got to put my hands in your side before I believe. You see, some of you have been in church so long that you've started to question even if God is real. You come to church, and, and you go through the motions. You've started to doubt. You feel that you're, you're stuck. On your journey. And so many people, they give up because they're tired of waiting. They're confused. God, where are you? Where are you in the middle of this? I don't understand. So you give up. I mean, one disciple gave up and committed suicide. One disciple who would later go on to, to start the church the New Testament church, he decided to quit ministry altogether. He decided to go back to his old ways of life. He went back to fishing. You see, when we're in the middle of this waiting game and we're confused, we feel alone. We feel by ourselves. And so when we're looking at Friday and we, we, we say we can move from Friday to Saturday by realizing that there's a purpose in our pain. But how do we get out of Saturday? How do we get away from the day of confusion? I believe that the way that this happens is through worship. It's through worship. I mean, I know myself personally, when I'm feeling confused, and there's plenty of times that I'm asking myself and asking God, God, where are you? God, do you, do you know I'm here? God, do you know what I'm going through? And there's so many times that I feel like, God, you aren't listening to me. But in those moments, I have found that if I will simply put on some worship music, if I will start to draw close to Him, I mean, there's been times in my life that that's all I could do. All I could do was just worship. But when I begin to do that, worship brought me out of my state of confusion. Worship brought me out of my state of doubt. You see, there is no confusion that His presence cannot come. There's no confusion that His presence cannot come. So what's the goal? We've talked about Friday, the day of pain. We've talked about Saturday, the day of confusion. 
But how do we get to Sunday? How do we get to the day of resurrection? You see, some of you right now, it might be Friday. Uh, Some of you might be living in a Saturday. But I want to tell you that Sunday is coming. Sunday is possible. You say, how do I get to that one? It's found in one word. That one word is Jesus. He's the person that can take the dead areas of your life and resurrect them. And what's amazing is he doesn't offer it. He is it. He tells us in John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? You see, the key word in those two verses of Scripture is believe. All you have to do is believe. You do not have to stay in the Friday or Saturdays of life. If there's no death, that His power cannot resurrect. Now for some people, simply preaching, hearing someone talk about it, won't convince you. But there's one thing that you cannot deny. And that's people's stories. And in this church, we have so many people with so many awesome stories of what God has done in their life. And I wish that that we could share every one of them with you today. But there's no time for that. But there's one story that I would like for you to hear. So watch this. Hi, I'm Josh Mays, and this is my story. As I look back through my life and realize the enemy wanted to destroy me, and honestly, he almost did. I grew up in a caring and loving home, had hardworking parents who took good care of the children. Some would say we were spoiled. I was a good student through most of school until I got into high school. This is when the decisions I made would affect the next 20 plus years of my life. I wanted to fit in, I wanted to be cool, I wanted to be accepted. So me and a few friends started drinking and smoking. I would have never dreamed this would become a 23 year addiction. What started out as a weekend thing quickly become more frequent. Soon after that I'd be smoking pot and using numerous drugs my life was beginning to spiral downward. The shame and guilt was there, and this was a new feeling to me that would last for years. I was letting my parents down. This was something they wanted to protect me from. But the alcohol became the one thing I wouldn't let go of. The next 15 years would be a life of running and trying to fill this void in my heart and so with worldly desires. I'll fast forward to several years ago when I thought I was truly happy. I'm married to my best friend, now have a family, lots of extra love in my life for once, but there was still a void, a void that I continue to fill with alcohol. And at this point, 
I'm pretty sure I drank almost a case of beer daily for seven straight years, other than maybe a day or two. I couldn't do anything without a drink. I admit I was tired and run down, and I had been running my entire life from what? Love, sanity, some sort of normalcy within my heart and soul. It was Jesus. That's who. This started to sink in my mind daily. I was terrified to die. I knew heaven and hell was real. God and Satan are real. I had seen and spent too much time with the devil to deny any of this. Conviction was beginning to be too much. So I started to search out answers. And I stumbled upon a man on YouTube named Clayton Jennings. Wow, this guy's cool and has a great message of hope and peace from a savior named Jesus. I shared these videos with my wife and the conversation began that we need to be in church. God began to open the doors. Jennings was going to be in Central Park in Ashland, Kentucky. We decided and planned to go and then a thunderstorm moved in and was going to cancel the event. Instantly I said, just forget it, just, just forget it. But wait, there's a church going to open their doors and host the event. This church was Gateway Church. Beautiful to think back now that this would be my home church. God is awesome like that. It was a powerful service, but I did not go to the altar. I was stubborn and I was scared to change, but I wanted and needed to change. The following day was Monday. After work, I always went and bought a case of beer. Driving home, I said, God, let me for once not stop at the store, please. I passed the store and I did not stop. I cried all the way home. I knew it was time and time to change. I had enough of running. I had enough of addiction. I had enough of depression. I had enough of fear and I had enough of sin. I gave my heart to Jesus that night and he broke my chains of addiction instantly. I have been attending Gateway Church ever since and my life is complete. I now fit in and finally I'm cool and accepted by my wonderful Gateway family. This is my miracle and this is my story. What an awesome story. What a great testament to God's resurrection power. Philippians chapter 3 verse 10 and 11 says this, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. So that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. This verse, Paul says, I want to suffer with him on Friday. I want to share in his death on Saturday. And I want to experience the resurrection of his death on Sunday. In Josh's story, he went through all three days. You see, he started out in the Friday of life. He started out in pain. Emotional pain. Relational pain. He was doing everything that he could to try to fit in. And he finally got to a point that he moved to Saturday. He was married. He had a good job. He had a great family. But he still wasn't happy. He was still confused. He was still waiting on God. God, why can't I 
achieve happiness? Why can't I, I get to the point where I'm fulfilled? But in his story, there was one word that he said that moved him from the Saturday of life to Sunday. And that one word is the same word that I told you would help you experience Sunday. That, that one word that he said, he said, it was Jesus. Jesus. You see, if you want to do more than just celebrate Easter, if you want to do more than just have a day of celebration, if you want to experience it, the only way to get to the Sundays of life is Jesus. You see, there are those of you who are listening today, and you're experiencing the power of the resurrection. And I thank God for that. So if that's you, I'm going to ask you right now, I want you to start praying Right where you are, start praying for those who are living in a Friday or a Saturday right now. If you're listening today and, and you say, Pastor, I, I'm living in Friday. I'm in a day of pain. I mean, I'm going through it. It hurts so bad. I don't know what to do. I want you to know that he sees your pain. I want you to know that he understands your pain. Why? Because he's experienced it. He went through it. And he went through it for you. He experienced pain so you could experience resurrection. And if you're living in a Friday of life right now, today can be your day. Today can be the moment that it all changes. So right where you are, I'm going to ask you to, to repeat this prayer with me. If you want to experience Easter, all you have to do is repeat this prayer. So right now, Father, I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Guide my life and help me to become more like you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. I thank God for those who prayed that prayer. And please don't go anywhere because at the end of this sermon, I'm going to challenge you to do something as we close this service. So if you're, you say, Pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm not in a Friday of life. I know that there's a reason for my pain. I know that there's a purpose for it, but I'm confused. I know what he has promised, but it doesn't seem like it's happening. To be honest, I've started to doubt his promise. 
to be honest, I've, I've started to question if he's even real. If that's you, if that's you, the only way to get out of that Saturday of life is to draw near to God. Draw close to Him. And we do that through worship. So right now, I'm going to ask you, don't be afraid to worship Him no matter where you are. No matter what place you find yourself right now watching this. Begin the process right now of drawing near to Him. Because when you do that, He says He will draw near to us. So I'm going to ask, right where you are, worship with us with this song.
isn't he awesome? Isn't he awesome? God loved us so much. He said, just worship me with your life. Worship is not just about a song. It's a great start, but it's a way of living. We worship God with everything that we do. The way that we treat people. The way that we interact with people. Everything that we do should be done as worship to Him. Now, if God did something in your life today, I would love for you to let us know. The way that you can do that is by texting the word, It's Sunday. That's I-T-S Sunday, all one word. And text that to 606-220-6111. And if you didn't get that when this video ends, it will be there for you. But we want to know what God did in your life today. Because as you continue on your journey, you may just be starting it. You may be a little further along on that journey. But we want to walk with you. We want to know what's going on in your life. I want to thank you for taking time to be with us this Easter. Now I want to encourage you that God loves you. And I want you to know that Gateway Church loves you. And once again, thank you for not just celebrating Easter with us, but for experiencing Easter with us.